Yowza. <laughs> Are we ready? <laughs> I we don't all know. ready. It's chaos already. It is. Chaos is swirling all around us. Yes, it is. But normally it feels we good. Up. Today doesn't stupid, <laughs> stupid it, Comcast. It's it's awkwardness right now. It's a yeah. chaos and awkwardness. And it's weird. It is a weird Tuesday. It's, it's it's you know, it was weird from the moment I got up. And it's been a long Tuesday. Yeah. It was weird when I woke up too. Yeah. Just something I don't want to say looming over me because that sounds ominous, but yeah. just something hanging around yeah. and I can't explain it. Well, to make matters even more weird, to add to the weirdness of the day, mm-hmm. do you know what I did today? What? Drove around in a rented ice cream truck and gave out ice cream and did a dog and pony show about our community because it's the most unique thing that we could have ever have come up with. That is fantastic. Yeah. When you go and try to solicit your lead potentials, you typically show up with uh, here's our logoed coffee mug and maybe uh-huh. some Starbucks. Uh-huh. And look at how creative we are. And they open up this big cabinet and it's got 80 different coffee mugs in it. Right. Like, oh, thank you. This is so um, unique. Original. Yes. So we showed up in a fucking ice cream truck dressed up like ice cream nerds and gave out our ice cream. And then on the street, like kids, we gather around. We have the adults gathering around and explaining what we do and how we're different. And in the whole midst of things, proving that we're different. For your care facility. Yep. Wow. Yeah. We covered up the branding on the ice cream truck and put our logo on the uh-huh. side. It's the Sauna Hill ice cream truck. And we're doing it again tomorrow. Tomorrow we even have more appointments. When we sent out the invite, we're like, oh, you know, we'll probably only need it for one day. And we may, we may go home with a ton of ice cream because nobody's going to buy into it. We're booked solid both days. I love that. And tomorrow's is even more. So what neighborhoods do you go through? Like, how do you choose them? All through San Jose. And it's actually what it's, it's, it's people that could potentially give us referrals. So they're so discharge planners. They're, so are you going to like commercial areas? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's physical therapists. Uh-huh. It's um, skilled nursing facilities, places that will discharge seniors out, but don't yeah. want them to go home. They need some sort of supervision. So they come to us. So what type of music do you have blaring on the ice cream uh, so truck? That... That's a bummer. We don't have any music, but oh. I, the whole thing, I wanted to do like do this. Do you have a megaphone? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to do the. And if anybody who ever drove an ice cream truck is listening, I just sent them into PTSD. Sometimes. That thing just wouldn't shut up. Or salivating one or the other. You have one of two reactions. The kids, you know, I think that's called the sting by Joplin, Scott Joplin. I could be wrong, but it, that 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 was like the quintessential Pavlovian thing, mm-hmm. where you start hearing it and you immediately run in the house and you're scrambling and for change yes. anywhere under the couch yes. in the seats in yep. your drawer. Yep, I needed my push up or my missile pop. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. So that was that was today, and I'm looking forward again tomorrow. And people ask me, "How was your day?" I'm like, "Drove around an ice cream truck. How was that's, your day?" <laughs> that's not a typical answer. <laughs> no, it was pretty bomb, but it was weird. It's just it's weird, and I like it. I like the weird. I love that. Very cool. Way to start. Way to way to get us out of this swirling yeah. fog that we're in right now. It's Tuesday, health, wellness, and self issues. Yes, ma'am. Today's gift of the day. Have you ever held a newborn baby? Hmm. How did it feel to be an ambassador to this world and be one of the first to greet this new human? Hmm. Have you held someone as they took their final breath? Why is that so polar opposite for most of us? Not seeing the honor of being there at the end. We fix that. 
I know I talk about this a bit because of my career, a gerontologist working with hospice, helping thousands of people die. But I just can't wrap my mind around. I, I was in Santa Barbara over the weekend and who do I sit next to? A hospice nurse when I was mm. at lunch and she was talking about, we can't, we can't not talk about work, mm-hmm. right? That's just who we are. I call it shenanigans. Thank goodness. I mean, yeah. I, I would hope it, so, you, that, that's a career, not just a job. You're so. absolutely right. So she was talking about a particularly difficult client that I could, every other five clients are just like this, where their family is, parts of their family are not involved by, by choice. And she was there at the time of death, but the family wasn't. Mm. And it was like just painful to watch this poor person who really wanted their family around them to not be there. And we can't pretend to know and we shouldn't judge. We don't know what this person was like or did they deserve that or was just the family so grief stricken they couldn't couldn't be there in the moment. They couldn't bring themselves. They couldn't put their big boy and girl pants on to be there, which I've seen as well. And of course... What does that lead to lifelong regret? Regret. But the whole impetus of this was we talk so much about preschool, but we don't talk about assisted living. We talk about holding a new baby, but we don't talk about holding our loved one who passed. And I just, it's, it's, it doubly hit me because I'm still recovering from the loss of my cousin who happened to be Jean's son. The go fly your mm-hmm. kite genesis, the genesis was was his dad. And he was looking forward to this thing really taking off and he was excited it was about his dad. And uh, if you recall, Gene died of glioblastoma, which is a very rare, aggressive form of cancer with no genetic ties. So for uh, someone in your family to get it would be the reverse luck, but still magnitude wise, like winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what he got. Your cousin. Yes. Just. So one in how many millions, hundreds of million chances that he got that. And then to have a father and son back to back die from it. And he weighed in on his opinion of watching his dad die from it. So it was, we already knew how he felt about it. Mm -hmm. And then he gets it. And we knew he was going to go eventually and fairly quickly. Just it was way quicker than we thought. And so I was still reeling from that. And then having this person talk about how they had to help this person pass on their own. It's such a gift to be able to do that. But strangely enough, it is not considered a gift in at least the American perspective. Mm -hmm. And I, I would venture to guess fairly globally where there's no, there's not that sense of honor. There's not that sense of purpose or meaning or joy it's all about surrounding loss and pain. Whereas a person coming into the world is a joyous celebration and it's normalized. Mm-hmm. Whereas death is demonized and or resisted at any level, which is again, I don't think I'm saying anything profound here. I think that in general, that's why people don't want to age. It's like going down the river and you know, there's a waterfall up ahead. So the closer you get it's to the coming waterfall, and you're doing everything to stay away yep. from that. Yeah. The closer you get to the waterfall, the harder you paddle away from it. So as we age, we put on <laughs> crap in our hair to, to hide the gray. We 
put plastic surgery on our face. We we shoot poison into our face to to dull to wrinkle us. Yes, because we're so petrified of even being reminded that the waterfall's coming. And then when you get to the waterfall, everybody scatters. They want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I had I had the 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 blessing and the gift and the honor to be there when my mother took her last breath. Unfortunately, I wasn't there for my father, which killed me because I wasn't there to hold his hand and tell him it was going to be okay. Yeah. Is it a sense of, I I guess it's just people aren't comfortable with it. I, I, I think people are shy to express what they're really feeling. Some could be happiness at the life they led. Some is humility. Well, no, not humility. Some is maybe disgrace some is regret Mm -hmm. some is hostility maybe like a burden that you're putting me through this so how do you act when this person's about to to die so many emotions that i think people aren't they don't know how to feel at the end right i don't know i i I 100 agree and how i summarize all of that and sure this is going to sound judgy but I'm not going to pull any punches. All of those emotions are selfish emotions. Mm -hmm. So you let your own emotions stand in front of doing the right thing for someone that you care about. You know, here, here we are holding up the baby, like in Lion King. Yeah, you did it better than I did, but it's symbolic. It's look at this. This is a great thing. We help them in. And it's like, okay, where are y'all when you're helping someone out? Isn't it just as important, if not more important, to be there in that same level of commitment? Well, especially when this person is cognizant and scared. Yes. But no, I'm going to go hide. Mm -hmm. And I get it. There are some people that shoo others away. They want to die in private. That's fine. And if that's what you want, I'm not... I'm not going to force it on you. Is that really true? Like, are there, I mean, like what's going on in their mind? How, why would you want to die alone? So there are a number of different reasons why people do this. And I've seen it. The most common is they don't want to traumatize their family Mm. by having them witness it. I remember this one particular family It was such a large family. And literally there was like 13 people around the bed. I don't know how they even made it around the bed. There was 13 people there and they had all flown in from different areas of the country. And mom was not conscious, but still there. Mm -hmm. And they kept asking me as if I had some (laughs) frigging crystal ball. Like I could answer the question. Well, it's been hours. How much longer does she have? You said she only had a few hours. I'm like, are you now blaming me for the fact that she's not letting go? Okay. Well, and I just let it go because I know they're not in their right mind. So I I excused it. And I said, you know, perhaps she wants some space. Why don't you guys, you guys are burnt out. You guys need a refresher. Why don't you go down, get some food and come back? And the one daughter as she was leaving said, you know, my mom said she didn't want an audience when she died. And I'm all, and this is just now occurring to you? Okay. They went to dinner and she, she died less than five minutes after they left. She was waiting for them to leave. That is remarkable. She didn't want to die in front of them. And wow. honestly, I, 
You get I'm, it. I'm there. Really? I'm there with that woman. I don't want my kids to see me dying or die. I think it would screw me up. Hmm. Or screw them up, brother, to see me expire. Take your, yeah. Yeah. I'd be willing to listen to them. I'll give them what they want. I don't have a, a feeling about it either way. But if it would bother them, I would say, you don't have to be there. I would make somebody else be there, though, because I'm not going alone. I was just going to, re- I'm wrestling with that. Like, would you have your significant other yeah. want to be there? Most definitely. If for no other reason, Michelle, this is my weird eccentric side. If I do get that small window of time to be able to communicate what's, what's going on what on the other seeing. side and, mm-hmm. and and relay it back to create that sense of security and, and reduce the fear of what's on the other side, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I can tell you, I've been in the room more times than than I could possibly refute that the fact something that, that it, there's something right on the other side. at the end. Yeah. My mother said, Daddy... It just fucking wrecked me. And she started to describe him. He was on the lake in the boat waiting for her. <laughs> Something she always liked to do. So it, 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 it's, it's really hard to talk to somebody who's normal. Normal meaning average. Average meaning <laughs> <laughs> an idiot. When I have these conversations, it's really tough to look them in the eye because I know they're not believing me. Right. But I've been there. When the arms go up and the eyes yeah. widen and there's People sit up who haven't they, sat up. They're in... talking to somebody mm-hmm. who's in the upper corner of the room, which is common. And when I say common, I mean common, especially on hospice. And there they are waiting mm-hmm. for them, pulling them. And then seconds later, they're gone. They're gone. I love that moment. I equate it to that moment. Where you're not asleep, but you're asleep. And to, to me, it's, I call it giggle time because that's where I'm going to get that tickle mm-hmm. and I'm going to laugh a little bit and then I wake myself up. Mm-hmm. There, it's that. There's that thin, thin veil between here and there. And if you time it just right, you can see both at once. Mm-hmm. And then it won't let you see much more and then you're exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Same experience when you're, you've, traveled a couple different places and you have that one second where you wake up and nothing looks familiar in your room and you go, what city am I in? Yeah. Where am I sleeping? That happens to me a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, yeah. I wake up and go, oh my God, it's right. I'm in Santa Barbara. Oh my God. I'm in San Jose. Oh my God. I'm in Monterey. I have no idea where I am. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, and it's also for people like me, I had a very, unfortunately it was brief, but it was still profound uh, near death experience when I got in the Jeep accident and there was a voice. There was that you have a choice, uh, make the choice now. Damn. And that was it. I had like a millisecond to make that choice and I stayed here. Yeah. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make in all this is for people to realize that it's important to acknowledge death as much as we acknowledge new life and that it's just bookends. And they should be equally celebrated, equally engaged with, and not made one celebratory and the other one fearful and sad. I I I know that I feel like I'm am I pissing in the wind? <laughs> 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 it's 
no yeah no i'm i'm i don't know david no i hope not but this is all part of being healthy it's all part of wellness and to a large degree when you hang out with these people i feel like i was selfish in helping them die because i got more out of it than the average person and, and as a result i have a totally different viewpoint on life i mean look at how i live my life right I mean, let me just say that again. Look how I live my life. Most people are inert mm-hmm. and they, the life is happening and they're expiring and they don't really recognize it. And sometimes they do and it's too late. It's almost better to not recognize it at all than to realize at the very end of life, oh my God, I squandered it. Yeah. Which is a great, a great moment to ponder in our homework. It is. What do you have Which for us? brings us to... All right, David, we all plan for before death, like way before death, the golden ages, right? We're, right. we're planning our whole life for retirement, right. what we do after we're done working and before we can't travel anymore. That in itself, I have a lot of commentary on. Okay. You may not well, make it to retirement and you've, you've, exactly. you've banked all this money and you've got all these trips planned. Don't and then get you're me set. started. Right. right? Exactly. And then there's the, all the legalities of what you want to happen right before you die. Uh, Right. Precipitating like full code versus do not resuscitate. Exactly. And no, no machines keeping me alive versus please hook me up to every machine on the planet just to keep my heart beating. And who gets my money and who gets this and who gets that and what I want. And then there's the after there's, what do you want to do with my ashes? Where do you want to be buried? All of that is thought, but how about at that precise moment? Right. You kind of skipped over that very important key moment. Very important. Like where you're at your rawest right. both parties are as your are heart scared, is slowing are, down and you're dying you're like ready to cross yeah. over what does your partner want right at that moment right who's there right we, we even talk about the, the the funeral this is what I, this is how i want to be remembered yeah but we don't we don't talk about and there and there isn't anything to my knowledge on the advanced directives of, that says I this want to is, be these alone. These are the people I want, yeah. that I want in the room. Exactly. So this is my last meal that I want. This is the smell that I want. This is the ambiance. I want the temperature to be exactly seventy-two degrees. But Think the importance like of this uh, moment of pondering your death, momentum mori, is it's it's not a somber occasion. This is Amen. not a somber conversation to have right. right now. It's actually sort of like you can take that off your plate. When I die, I want this person in my room, and yeah. here's. Yeah, like you said, here's what I want as my last meal. Here's what I want maybe playing in the background. Yep. Here's what I want yep. to, it to smell like. Yeah. When we helped my mother pass, I was conscious enough because 25 years in the business, you better be. Uh, we were we got our favorite meal by request. We started playing all of her favorite songs. So Uptown Girl was one of her favorite songs from Bailey Joel. Mm-hmm. And that has now come on the radio more frequently than it should. And that's her saying hi. And thank you, by the way, for choosing that and not, you know, enter Sandman or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that I think that's a, a good, hearty homework for people that really want to challenge because it's it goes against conventional wisdom culturally to say, okay, look, I want to script my death. Yeah, that's you, like... That's, you've got one shot at this, people. Yeah, and that's like <laughs> taking control. So yeah. maybe it takes all the mystery, mystery and unknown out of it yeah you, you know what you're walking 
towards. Oh, that's good. It, I mean, almost to, it, would it be weird to say even looking forward to it? I mean, it's no. Is that not weird? I don't know. I don't think it's weird at all. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it's weird, but I think other people will think, what the fuck are they talking about? No, I don't think it's weird at all. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. I think it should be a business. I think it sh- you should have a, just like a party planner is a business, mm. an event planner is a business. How about a death planner? You're onto something. Yeah. I'm all in on that. I kind of do it already. Yeah. With hospice. You're right. Because there are so many variables and moving parts, that would be yeah. hard to... Well, and from one hospice experience to the next, it's vastly different. Mm-hmm. Very Are they going to be bones. carried out? Right. Are they gonna, a lot yeah. of it's not. Yeah. A lot of it's not facilitated. And a lot of hospices just come in and, and mitigate pain. They do, they mm-hmm. do just exactly. ma- pain management with, with pharmaceuticals. Yeah. They're very bare bones. And then there's the ones that do go out of their way and make a special room where, you know, the whole wall is a projection screen and the temperature's right. Just, I mean, no different than... How you get born into Mm -hmm. the world, right? A birthing room. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is good. So, Michelle, what moment did you (laughs) drop the mic? David, I loved it when you said life is happening all around us. Don't be inert. Oh, yeah. Don't just be there. Don't don't let it happen around you and while you're just floating there. Yeah. Live it. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. (laughs) It's seriously, I see those people in black and white. And then I see the people like myself in color. So you walk into a room, you know who's colorful right up, right away. Awesome. It's really cool. Ooh. And then you you have a choice. Go hang out with the people that are colorful uh-huh. and, and just maintain your energy. Or if you really want a challenge, go to people that are black and white and try to color them. Love it. Yeah. Depending on your mood. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako Key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.